there's some music behind it. <laughs> Welcome to Dad's Dills and Drinks. <laughs> Please don't show me those puppies. It's really be so sad every time I see it. Oh man. Okay, all right, guys. So well, harsh. I'm glad glad the three of us are here. Um, we hadn't even had a drink yet. Maybe one sip. Um, so this is the podcast, uh, Dad's Dills and Drinks, where three guys get together. Start a conversation about real life issues, a little business stuff too, all over a good drink. First, I want to start off by saying how stoked I am for the three of us to be doing this, guys. Um, very natural. You know, it's it's not easy. I mean, it is easy to get a platform out there, and um, you know, today there's like I mean, hundreds of people, thousands of people out there that are giving really solid advice from parenting to mental health. Uh, business too, but there's also um, just as easy for people to have a platform that are given advice that may be a bit more toxic. Hmm. So I'm excited for us to start a conversation about navigating what's good and what is actually very toxic. Um, I'm Josh. I'm Tyler. I'm also Josh. Yeah, so we got a problem yeah. here. We got two Joshes. Yeah, so uh, that was going to be my, <laughs> my first two question. Joshes. How, how do we decipher for the listener out there um, which Josh is which? I, I have a solution. I, 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 ooh, okay. What's I your don't solution? know if you'll love it. So, <laughs> I like this. so my friends, like deep friends that so know us. me, like know me, know me, know so me. So you're like letting us in. No yeah. secret right here. I, right off the rip. I went by gummy at one point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> gummy. Because of Montgomery. Oh. Yeah. I had all kinds of other thoughts going <laughs> in my head. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't brush my teeth ever. <laughs> but uh, this gun's so inflamed. I uh, there's also a circulating joke in a friend group that I say also too all the time. So being also too Josh is not a horrible decision. Oh, so you're also Josh. Also Josh. Also Josh. Also Josh. Yeah, I'm okay. also Josh. So you're also Josh. Um, I didn't have any solutions stupid. for that. I was going to go with something a little less creative. We can just, go Montgomery, too. It was just That's like, fine. you know, Josh with a stash and Josh with a beard. But um, but I like gummy. <laughs> it's like a 5 o'clock shadow. <laughs> Sexy stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's like a progression. <laughs> <laughs> it, we get, it is. Like if, you look, if you look at it, it's like... So Tyler, Tyler has a 5 o'clock shadow and then also Josh... Has has a full on stash and then yep. I've not going got anywhere. like a, a gorilla on my face. Uh, of some it looks sort. good. So thanks, man. Jealous. I put a lot of work into this beard. Really jealous. Um, tune into our YouTube channel and you can see my beautiful beard <laughs> coming soon. Um, okay, so one of the aspects of our podcast is drinks. Um, so. Um, we're going to kind of do a thing where each week um, one of us will surprise everybody else with a drink of their choosing. Um, so I got to go first. So up today is a uh, just a traditional, it's my favorite drink uh, that I drink almost every time going out, an old-fashioned. Um, so what I've done here, guys, I have taken some Wheeler's Double rye whiskey it has been aged for five years and four months um it is specific. 
It, well, it was on the bottle. That's the only reason I knew it. <laughs> so you read about this. Uh, I did. I read it. Really? Read it. Uh, I read it on the label. We'll give, wait, um, but the kicker here is nah, it's 115 proof. So sip it lightly. Um, that does not feel 115 <laughs> no, proof, bro. It does not feel as hot as it, it sounds. It, 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 no. it, it definitely is pretty smooth, so it it's kind of dangerous. Um, yeah, that's wild. So muddled a little uh, maraschino cherries uh, in the bottom, a little simple syrup. Um, a few dashes of bitters and then just some whiskey and uh, put it there in a glass. Drink it up. Cheers, Green. fellas, uh, to the Cheers. first installment of surprise drinks. Surprise drinks. <laughs> drinks with friends. Okay, so let's dive in. I want to kind of uh, offer a question up to both of you guys. Let's just kind of dive in here and um, let's see. So, Josh, I'm going to start with you. Let's um, do it. And then Tyler, we'll, we'll move to you next. But I want you both to answer this question. Growing up, what was the discussion around mental health like in your household? Was it talked about? Was it even addressed? Was everything just swept under the rug? I'm not asking to, like, get deep down into childhood trauma or anything like that. Just kind of give that. me a brief it's synopsis. That's another episode for me, of, fellas. What's that? That's a whole nother episode for me. <laughs> right. There was, like, intentional conversation about, mm-hmm. like, if I'm okay. Mm-hmm. But there was never, like, any um, emotional education. That's the word. There was no emotional education. Yeah. I have a ton of emotional awareness. It's actually kind of scary how much emotional awareness I have. But but did you get that as as an adult? So, you, you learned yeah, how to do that as an adult. Yeah, self-taught. And a lot of it was, it was survival tactics. It's like, and a lot of it was honestly, like, Compart- learning to compartmentalize for survival. Absolutely. And so it was not, it wasn't like something where I sat down and my family was like, okay, like when you're feeling the super sad, that's what I call it. <laughs> right, right, right. When you're feeling the super sad, yeah. do something about it. It was just like, okay, I feel the super sad and I want to like, <coughs> I want to hurt myself. <laughs> and it's like, well, I'm just going to compartmentalize this and move on. And now that I've, even grown up past that, there's a little bit more education that I've had to get, but it's all been through content. It's not been through, been through content and consistent therapy with the same therapist instead of like therapist jumping, so which a lot media. of people do. So social media content. Yes, 100%. See, that's what I'm talking about. There's some good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some good stuff and some very bad stuff. There's some very bad stuff. Yeah, Ta- you got to tread lightly. What, what about you? What was, what was the, the mentality, the, the attitude around mental health? Or, or at all? Yeah, mostly a not at all. Yeah. Um, say so there could be a whole episode on some childhood trauma <laughs> that went around from my grandfather's. We'll uh, unpack some things when they <laughs> when they left the world uh, at a very young age for me. Um, but with that, it was just you're okay. They're you know they've gone somewhere else, um, but not like a true. You know, like a true deep dive into what had actually happened, right. what we should do to then make help ourselves get through, you know, get through that trauma, uh, move on. It was just that grief just kind of got buried, yeah. um, got, you know, yeah, just all right. Once the you know once the funeral happens, that's it. We I, th- only, I think that's probably normal. Like yeah. as far like as hundred percent. Well, I don't want to say normal. Normal is a weird word to use, but common. I, I common. think that's you could common. Say common. common. I think Very that common. is the common thing. Because here's the thing, right? Like, our parents um, just did the best job that they could do with the tools that 
they were given. The uh, same way we are as parents. parents. Yes. Yeah, it's the same um, thing. Although we have an advantage over our parents or any other generation because we do have so much content at our fingertips it's that very we different. can get. Like for me in my household, um, my parents were divorced at an early age. I want to say I was like five or six, maybe. Damn. Um, and it was some sad. Boy. It was. It was. Yeah, <laughs> I had mine till I was eighteen. Like super yeah. sad. Yeah, we yeah we were, I was. I didn't get the super sad till like nineteen. I feel wow. like I feel like I've, I. I mean, <laughs> so I'm I'm divorced and I have two kids and they were about the same age as me. Mm-hmm. Um, my divorce was very different than my parents' divorce. We'll unpack that at a later date. But you know, so many episodes already. <laughs> Literally. I think mental health in my household, one one household, we discussed it, but it was more like, oh, he's acting out in this way, so he needs to go to a therapy. You know, it wasn't in that my family or my mom could put, like, a finger on what it was that was going on, but she knew that I needed to talk to somebody. So I, I remember going to a therapist, man, maybe 14, 15, maybe, maybe 16. I wish, bro. Um, but, but at that, I mean, at, you know, I'm not going to date myself. I mean, I am, but, like, that was 26 like 23, years right? ago. Like, that, you know. <laughs> I mean. The beard's hey, thanks, 26. Man. The beard, yeah. The beard's <laughs> a solid 26. The beard's actually only, like, six months old. Um, <laughs> See if you can grow up here. Did you like quick. going to therapy in no, that young? No. Do you feel I'm like it benefited you, you as an adult, though? I will say, it has benefited me for, as an okay. adult. During that time, no, I didn't. Sure. Because I was going to therapy as a as a punishment. Yeah, I hated oh, brushing yeah. my but teeth as a teenager. Right, right. I like, wasn't. Let alone... You know, I got I got in trouble for doing and acting out and doing certain things. That okay, he needs to go see a therapist. Hmm. So to me, it was like it was. I, that was my punishment. You had to do it because yeah, you, you were know, in trouble. You didn't want to do it. Yeah, that makes sense. But I feel like most people don't... Go to therapy. Yeah, most people <laughs> don't want to do the work. Most people don't want to go to therapy. I know tons of people that are mental health advocates. Like, I believe in mental health. I believe mm-hmm. in mental health. Blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. they don't go see a therapist for themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I get that you're an advocate for mental health. But if you're not talking to a professional... Then what are you doing? Not doing yeah. anything. Because if even in our industries, right? Mm-hmm. If someone told me like I'm I'm an expert in Josh Stimson's industry, but I don't talk to experts in that industry. I've never sold anything. I've never had a transaction. But I'm a self-proclaimed expert that's never had a conversation with somebody who does it. Did you learn this on TikTok? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what it would be. (laughs) And there there is, like, a huge inundation of information around mental health because millennials are kind of over over it. Gen Z is really a lot smarter than millennials, Mm -hmm. and they're willing to educate themselves. And the generation after Gen Z is what's called Generation Alpha, and they're going to put us all to bed Mm -hmm. because they're like, we don't even want technology. We're just over the inundation of it. And so, like, mental health is something that we've never had this much access to, but because we have so much access, we're not actually talking to experts. 
A hundred percent. Somebody talked to an expert, and then they were an expert Speaking on the, became of, an expert, and then they just want to solidify that that we are not experts. <laughs> we're no. you know just some dudes. I do want to make sure people understand that. Like I have no background in mental health, but other no. than me being depressed, right? <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I mean, like you know, we know having anxiety, <laughs> mental health. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm yeah. an expert on anxiety, <laughs> um, and anxious, um, mm-hmm. uh, and and ADHD. But, sure. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, you know, again, we're only as good as the tools that our parents had yep. for them, and so it's hard to Absolutely. break that cycle. But I do think that by me going to therapy at that young age that it opened the door for me to be completely and 100% acceptable to go to it now. Um, it I, took me a while to get into it. I, I, it's, it's funny because so me and my girlfriend, we go to therapy. We go to couples therapy, and mm-hmm. we realized that, um, you know, we both had a lot of childhood trauma, and both had, you know, had learned some terrible ways to communicate and to react to each other. And we mm. cared enough about each other to do it. And But it was funny when she approached it, it was obviously, you know, I didn't approach that. But yeah. when she brought it up, I was like, yeah, I'm totally good with that. And she was so shocked mm-hmm. to hear that I was, like, open to going. Yeah. And I think a lot of that stemmed from going to therapy as a kid. And, well, yeah, and, it was an, you had an introduction to it. Right. Like, Even for me, it was like... punishment then, at least yeah, you had that background. At least you knew. It's like you got to meet someone... <clears throat> I was before, aware of it. You got to meet someone before you wanted to meet them, but you still got to meet them. Like, for me, like, I, prob- I probably should have been in therapy at 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I probably should have been there that day. Mm-hmm. And it took me until I was 32 years old before I realized, oh, I need to stop just talking about this, and I actually just need to go. Yeah. And for me, like, I was able to logic myself out of a lot of reasons why I shouldn't, and it's been probably the best year of my life actually going to therapy, actually having a conversation every week about where I'm at and doing a, a, a check-in with a professional. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I almost had to date the idea for a decade before I was willing to do it. And there's a lot of people that are like that, but there's some situations where you don't have a decade to wait on it. You yeah. need to do it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like your life literally depends, depends on, on it. it. Yes, 100%. So if you take away anything from this episode, um, go see a therapist. Like you're struggling with stuff. Like it is fine. Um, you know. There's affordable options out there too. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay. So um, I kind of want to... S- s- kind of slide into um, our next thing that is um, we kind of break down some shitty advice or let's just call it shitty advice you know whatever you know whatever you want to whatever you want to call it I do like the idea of calling it shitty masculinity instead of toxic masculinity yeah no more toxic masculinity shitty masculinity we're coining that term right here shitty masculinity it's out there because that's essentially what you're doing you're just being shitty yes and a lot of times just for the sake of being shitty I feel like when you watch some of these advice there you know watch these people give this advice i feel like it is just sometimes i think they are just um 
trying to be controversial. Oh, 100%. The people that actually believe what they're saying aren't necessarily the people that have said it, you know? Yeah. Or all the people they're saying it don't always believe what they're saying, but there is a certain segment of the population that is just giving out shitty advice real bad. Sometimes in the name of just what? Well, clicks. I'll let you. I mean, right? Like, they got, they got a book or they're selling or whatever. There's some, I mean, you know, I, I see books all the time that come out. And I'm like, how in the hell did that dude get to write a book? Like, Literally. oh, anybody can write a book and put it out, and nobody has to vet the information they're putting out there. No. People just have to buy their book. Yes, so, it's all marketing. <laughs> yeah, and so what a lot of times it is is it makes you feel good about the shitty things you're doing and right. so the book sells uh-huh. just because it's like an echo chamber right yep. like it's like oh yeah. oh see me too D, my kid is yeah. okay this no, i'm just a little sad yeah 100 yeah, percent. yeah. like oh here's sad. a book on it buy my book listen to my talk um so all that to say um i'm gonna play a little um a little excerpt my blood boiled when i heard this by the way <laughs> Okay, so this guy, you know, I was like, okay, some biblical advice right here. The Bible's pretty toxic in the, in the advice it gives you in relationships. Like, you know, that's well proven. Is that because it's archaic or? Yeah, I mean, or, yeah, I mean okay, who word. even knows who? Good word. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Um, but then... He gets all serious, and this is, y- y'all, this is a pastor, um, I'm not sure his name, or I would call him out, uh, um, that it has a uh, an audience of people that are leaning to him to advice, and this is the bullshit that he is preaching. Coming out of Literally. Um, Literally. I mean... Yeah. yeah, he actually has one a word, we got when, a comp- when, we got when you heard him go... Look at her with her father. One word. What was your first thought? Just icky. <laughs> like, I, you know, it's, I, yeah. groomer, pedophile. Like that's right. disgusting. Yeah. I'm not yeah. calling that dude. A, but like that's disgusting. Like why? Why is it? Like I don't know. I don't even know how to unpack almost all this. But let's start with the submissive part. Um, yeah, what made her submissive to her father? I guess it's, like, it's kind of what you're going to. That's through the hard there. part like, too. Yeah. Is like he's obviously he's obviously talking about he's obviously talking about like father as in the way she's submissive to God, not to like her actual 
paternal father. Like that's the that's Is what he's, the comments though. The comments under that all were taken as they're oh, talking about. The I'm sure they are, father. and it's because that language is like 1980s sermon preacher where it's like if i say like uh, i follow the father you're like like who abraham like i don't know like (laughs) i don't know what that means and like we live in a world right now where there's not a ton of people that go to church and so that language that's very church specific is no longer like common knowledge do you know what i mean yeah like he's talking about he's trying to imply the way you can see that she's quote unquote submissive by the way that she is submissive to God or God Jesus or okay, Buddha yeah, or whoever. That's a good answer. I took like, it that's what it is. Too, and I was like, all right, dad. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and it's like, do you know who's going to take that literal? Probably 95% of the people there that are there for the first time. Right. I feel like the guy that shared that video, I feel like he took it completely he probably did the too. same way. It's like, yes. yeah, like, yeah, she's good. Submissive to our dad. Yeah. yeah, so that means I can't date someone who grew up in a single family household. Right. Is yeah. that what that means? Yeah, some what, what, yeah, what about people that don't yeah. have dads? Like, yeah. Because that's, a, that's a, a real thing. I guess it can be quarterbacks for um, <laughs> Yeah, I grew up. And I mean, I lived in a house with just my mom. So <laughs> I wasn't submissive to my father when I lived with my mom. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. But that's I think that's what he's trying to say. It's just like the context of it, it is just so sense. weird. Yeah. So here's my problem, though, with the whole wife being submissive women being submissive like for one that's fucking bullshit man it is fucking boring Um, is what it is for one yeah i don't want i like a healthy relationship in my opinion is two people that are teammates Mm -hmm. um there are going to be times where i'm submissive to her um times where she's submissive to me um, but I don't use it in that. It's just that's a weird freaking word. Yeah, that's right. like you're not that's, a slave. You're not yeah, thank you. You're not yeah. like it's not like she's you're your not, employer. You're not. You're here. not her employer. You're, like it's my first divorce. You, she's not I a fire at will. <laughs> she's not a fire at will <laughs> employee. True. Like you've engaged in a deep, like a deep social relationship. Yeah. You can't fire somebody like that. Right. Like you can. But it's not like, hey, like this isn't working out. Like I guess we're just not together anymore today. Do right. you know what I mean? Right. Like if I if if at my job I just like stopped showing up, I would get fired. And a lot of times in relationships, if you just stop showing up, you're numbing yourself, you shut off, like you're like disconnected. Just going through the motions. You can last for thirty years. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a good thirty years, mm-hmm. but it's it's different. And so the language of like. The language of that it implies that there's the submissiveness. There's somebody. There's somebody that is of more value than the other. There's somebody that has more power than the other. Yeah, That's the go. problem. Yeah. It's a power dynamic thing. Yeah. yeah. And when you look at when you look at what he's talking about, he's talking about scripture, which is rooted in first century world, which was the men in power, because the men were the ones who had the jobs. Guess what? Women work just as hard as we do now. Mm-hmm. Women were the, men were in the first century world. Men were the ones with a paycheck. Guess what? My wife makes more than I do. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So it's like that power dynamic that they're talking about doesn't even exist anymore. Right, yeah. It doesn't even exist. No, 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 but they're holding on to it. They want it. <clears throat> of course they <laughs> are. They want it. They this, preach uh, about it. They forget and... that women can vote now. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's been going on for a minute. They're trying to erode 102 that, years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 102 <laughs> years. But like, think about it. Like... A hundred years ago, 
My great-grandfather could have gone to a church and heard that, and it would have made sense. It would have been like, yeah, she can't even vote. Of course she should be submissive to me. Let I'm me mind you, though. I, she can't, doesn't have a job. Yeah, she of course. Drive. You say 100 she years ago, your grandfather. My great-grandfather. I, yeah. I get that. There was 136,000 likes on that on that video. So yes. people, it makes sense to people right now. They want yes. that. Of course and they there do. were just as many women on there as men. Now, I mean, I guess to each their own is kind of what I'm saying, but like, yeah, but I don't know. I, it just, to me, preaching about it is, and telling people that this is what you need to look for in a woman. Um, it just seems like you're a very little, little man, <laughs> little that, boy, like little Napoleon. Yeah, like yeah. you know that. I mean, I wrote down something I thought of was like that a um, a quote unquote real man should want to equal a partner in life. Like yep, someone that's going to challenge them, someone you can challenge yourself. So you push each other, and you push each other to advance your family. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to advance anyone else's cause. I you know I I advance my own. And my wife helps me do that by mm-hmm. challenging me. And I can't imagine being okay with just someone who's submissive. I didn't even think about this before, but in uh, coming to America, mm-hmm. that's why that's what sent Prince Hakeem <laughs> to America. Was that he was going to have to marry that uh, the girl that barked like a dog for him. Right. And did he want that? No. no. He, he wanted to go find his queen yeah. that was going to have... Her yeah, own, like, that's, you know, that's like, it. there we go. Here, that's guys. That's actually a really, good, a really good analogy. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so I realize we could have just all watched Coming to America. Thought, and, and it's we actually, we're going to actually questions. put it on the screen right now. Yeah. So <laughs> it's the whole movie. It's going to be a four hour podcast. right here is Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Boy, your penis is clean, your highness. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Then bring so, me here for comic relief. So um, that's so, why I'm here. <laughs> okay, so this is this is some of that toxic bad advice, and I love how we just jumped right in with a pastor. Because <laughs> pastors these days, there's a lot of them out there giving really really shitty advice yeah. um, and really shitty guidance um, with on how to treat people and 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 women as you know and just all sexual orientations and. and I don't know. I'm not going to go off on that rant today. Um, but Another episode. why don't we we're circle back around then? Deep. So we're all in kind of different stages in our relationships. Um, Tyler, uh, you know, you. how long have you been married now? Uh, four years. Four years. Josh, four, you've yeah. been married four, for nine. For nine. Um, Tyler, you have a two-year-old, right? She's yep. almost two. Just, or turned, just turned two. two. Just turned two. Not two um, ago. Um, Josh, how old is your son? We have a five-year-old, and then we have the new baby. Yeah, will be here in the May. New baby, yeah. So yeah. Um, myself, I'm divorced, uh, and uh, but I'm in a long-term relationship uh, for almost two, almost three years now, and um, I have a 15-year-old and a 17-year-old. <laughs> um, Dang, bro. Two little adults. Two little adults um, and, and and then uh, my girlfriend has a nine-year-old. So. Um, we're all in very different stages of our relationships and fatherhood and everything. Yeah. Facial hair. Um, <laughs> definitely. I mean, you know. It's all emblematic. It's all emblematic. It's all emblematic of it's our fine. entire <laughs> our entire dynamic. Dude, embrace the beard. Embrace it, bro. <laughs> um, but so what is something that you would 
consider a positive when it comes to a relationship or a mate, um, no matter who that be. You know, what what's what's something you you value in your wife that is not being submissive? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, and I um, want to preface that I know both of your wives, and they're yeah. both y'all are both married to really badass women. So oh, like, um, I um. So if you can't come up with something, like I no. got to for my <laughs> my wife well, is a maverick. <laughs> like that's what she is. Yeah. Like I I grew up in a household that created in me this anti conflict avoidant mentality. Mm-hmm. I don't want conflict stresses me out. Mm-hmm. I would rather just succumb to what you need from me and be who you need me to be than to engage yes 100 percent. yeah Yeah. submissive i'd rather be submissive than actually engage with you in conflict that also kills you a little 100 percent. because then it makes me a chameleon where i'm not i'm not ever really myself and then i'm dealing with these conflicts of like who am i and Am I, is this me or is this just mm-hmm. Pastor Josh? Is this me or is this just Loan Officer Josh? Is this me or is this just Friend Josh? And I'm like dealing with these different mm-hmm. 50 versions of me. One thing that Emily does that is the exact opposite, my wife, she has zero issue walking up to somebody and being like, that was messed up. You shouldn't have said that. No, dude. She's and she an, says she's that to an me, Enneagram, and I'm like, nah. She's an Enneagram 8 like 100%. me. Like, we don't give a shit. <laughs> Literally. And I love we it. We will confront oh, you. <laughs> and I need it. If we think you are in the wrong, yes. like, we will not hesitate to, like, in a way, you know. I yes. Mean, As an avoidant type, like, mm-hmm. a, avoidant conflict type. Yeah. Like, I do it. I have to I have to address conflict all the time in business. Mm-hmm. Have to. Mm-hmm. Like, have to have conversations with people, have conversations with business partners mm-hmm. or with consumers so all the time. problem solving. Yeah, and a lot of that conflict is, avoidance. It's just, yeah. we yeah. are avoiding conflict to get through this 100%. business transaction and we can all move on with our lives. Yeah. Like, but in personal life, I'm stressed. Right. Like, even, even a podcast, right? I'm like, God, like, who's going to hear this and be like, well, I don't like Josh now. Because he said this, and I disagree with that. Like, I think about it all the time. Right. But Emily is, like, the most confident in herself. And it it's inspires me to be like, I can be that confident. Sure. I can just stand up for what I believe in. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I don't have to worry about if I get validation from you or you on my beliefs. I can just stand straight up and be like, no, this is where I'm at, and that's okay. And so that's what she does for me. Yeah. And I don't think if she was a submissive wife that I would get that. No, definitely would not. No. <laughs> uh, Tyler, what about you? What I mean, I, I think it goes to this is that my wife is constantly, uh, Jessica, shout out. Um, she's constantly thinking about the next thing, like the next way to progress our business. That is tough that we are in a business together. We run uh, – we're a real estate business together, and we own rental properties, and we have to deal with those issues every single day. So she's always out front with like pushing to get better, pushing to to streamline our you know our jobs. She um, don't let you get away with shit. She does not <laughs> let me get with shit. That is true. Which I'm sure can be frustrating. Sometimes, a little bit. I kind of like get a, I like sneak something by every now and then, but I don't not very often. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's she's always aware. Um, so, which I mean, I appreciate and respect, and I respect that she is not submissive because if she were, 
we definitely would not be where we are in life. That is 100% true right. because there's no way. I give her the credit all day long for the business that we have and the growth that we've experienced because I was not going to lead the way to that. Right, like right. I would have just stayed in a stayed in a 60 to 70 hour a week shitty job. Right. Horrible, you know, but I would just be going through those motions right. and just yeah. doing the same shit because I wouldn't have the... It'd be miserable. I would, yeah, it'd be miserable. I would not have had the courage okay. to have just said, screw it, let's go. So she, she's... She definitely pushes you to be your your best. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, I mean, the thing that has attracted me to Elizabeth is just, for one, her a willingness to handle mental health issues and hit yeah. them head on. Like, damn it, she likes to have fucking tough conversations. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. But you talk you're about an eight. Like, oh my God, shut her. <laughs> you're an eight bad. don't want to talk about it. That tells me something. Like, but, you know, they don't make me uncomfortable and I know I need to have them. But, but she, I mean, she just, she sees um, something in herself that needs to be worked on or um, addressed and something in our relationship and she's like, okay, let, here it is. Let's talk. We're, let's let's get this out here. And she'll be like, um, we're gonna schedule this on this day, and we're gonna talk about it. And we're gonna here's I'm gonna go ahead and give you a little heads up of what what I'm thinking, and we can go from there. But but she's never had an issue, um, and she in in that way has helped me grow more um, as a human um, than than anybody else I've ever been around. So. Hmm. Um, okay, so um, toxic advice uh, number one in the books. Um, <laughs> That's pretty know. good. I think that um, what? Yeah, I mean, so any any other takeaways from today? What what what, what do you take away from today? Um, I think like that advice. <laughs> That advice is like he's trying to do something. He's trying to create some kind of biblical truth, clearly, is what he's doing. Sure. He's a pastor. But a lot of times people are taking stuff out of context, and a lot of times they're not vetting it with the other millions of verses that are in there. And, and I also want to accept also that we didn't hear his next Ten minutes. True. This was this that. was edited by someone else who yeah. wanted to put out a point that they were even trying to make. So it was, was it clip. necessarily the yeah. pastor's entire and so, deal? I, right. You know, Probably some little small. I'd give penis, him a little like, bit insecure dude that's like, I need submissive women. <laughs> Literally. And so, like for me, like my takeaway is one, like that is not the opinion of every single person that is a believer. First, that's fair. I think that's important to know because there are that's a lot fair. of people that do have that that's stance fair. and don't necessarily preach that kind of stuff. A hundred percent. I know. I know pastors that don't. And that. I would say my takeaway is like if a pastor shares something, if we're talking about bad advice, like make sure that they're talking in context. Like that that verse that he's referencing is talking about Gentile women who would use Christian morals to get a husband because they needed money and they needed to have mm -hmm. security. And so it's like, that's not happening in 2023. Right. There's not a single person in the world that's like, you know what? I'm going to go to Belmont University 
or Lipscomb because I need me a Christian husband because they make Christian a lot of money. Husband. There's not a single one, not a single freaking one. Yeah. And and so my takeaway would be, be maybe there might be, one. One. there might be one, but she's also very confused. Yeah, right. Classic her. Classic her. I misread that. But I, I would say my takeaway. I um, I refrain from sharing a lot of scripture stuff, but um. There is Jesus a verse, wept. yeah, right. Jesus wept. He did. He was a human. Bam. Right there, um, baby. Black and white. Or maybe this verse in Proverbs thirty-one sixteen says, "She considers a field and buys it with her, the fruit of her own hands. She plants a, var- a garden, a vineyard, and she creates fruit with her own strength." So this verse, okay. right? And if you're in church world, you know a Proverbs 31 woman is the kind of woman you want. This guy's saying that kind of woman's submissive. Proverbs 31 is saying that she's somebody that buys land with her own money, money and then builds something with her own hands. That's not a submissive woman. But then he did go on to say that she made him a glass of wine and brought it to him. Right, yeah, rubbed his feet and did all that stuff. Right, that's that's, that's (laughs) Here's your wine. the grapes that she grew on her land. But I would just say, like, (laughs) you know, read it in totality because Scripture is actually, especially the New Testament, is very pro-women in power. Sure. Pro-women in leadership. This, this audio that we've heard is not that. Right. It's anti, and it's because they're, they're grasping at straws for some kind of power dynamic sure. that no longer exists. Yeah. Making the context your own. Like, here's here's words you can twist them in any way yes. you want to put out whatever bullshit, uh, shitty masculinity advice you want to have. And you can yeah. do it in the name of God. That makes yeah. it, well, there we go. It must be, yeah. must be great advice then. Right. Well, it's like <laughs> if it's my shitty God advice. Well, that's the thing is if it's shitty advice and I can blame it on somebody, it's not my shitty advice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the reality. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we uh, we got into some deep stuff right there. Episode one, man. Um, what do you think? <laughs> that was, was a good uh, start. I feel like um, we, uh, I think we're on the right know, road. I think this could get, as we unpack um, some of these future episodes that I hope we've got notes on uh, yeah. what we discussed that would be a future episode. They're going to be a bunch of them. I hope everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so that reminds me, everybody. So if you were in your car or running or on treadmill or on a bike or wherever listening to this going podcast. to the bathroom going to the bathroom the only I, podcast, I do a lot of podcast. things uh, while I'm taking a poop <laughs> sometimes and parents sometimes hear me out on this Clip it. don't tell me that you don't go in the bathroom even when you don't have to use the bathroom you <laughs> oh, have to be gonna, alone so if I do that work is that not <laughs> so if, if he, so if any of those things were the case, there will be show notes. Um, there will be show notes. <laughs> so check those out. They'll be attached to uh, each yeah. episode. Uh, but uh, thanks for joining along, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Like yes. that. Bye.